This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, Avatar reclaimed the throne of the highest grossing film at the box office from Avengers Endgame. A new candidate has been casted in the unnamed role for the new Borderlands movie. Benedict Cumberbatch turns down the role of Grand Admiral Thrawn for the new Star Wars project. And a new Mission Impossible movie welcomes Rob Delaney and Carrie Ells among new cast members. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of Deadline, Disney has announced that James Cameron's Avatar has once again become the highest grossing film of all time at the global box office, overtaking Marvel's Avengers Endgame. This is thanks to a China reissue which began on Friday and which through its first two days has added an estimate 80 million renminbi or $12.3 million to the total whole for the Navi. Disney now puts Avatar's worldwide gross at an estimated $2.802 billion versus Endgame's $2.797 billion. Avatar, which now falls under the Disney umbrella after the Fox acquisition, first became the top-selling global release of all time in 2010 when it passed Cameron's own 1997 Titanic. In July 2019, Endgame took over Avatar, and now the latter is back on top. Avatar producer John Landau said today, We are proud to reach this great milestone, but Jim and I are most thrilled that the film is back in theaters during these unprecedented times, and we want to thank our Chinese fans for their support. We are hard at work for the next Avatar films and look forward to sharing the continuation of this epic story for years to come. As has been expected over the past few days, James Cameron's Avatar has swapped places with Avengers Endgame, reclaiming the title of highest-grossing movie ever worldwide. The China reissue of the 2009 3D sci-fi phenomenon had taken an estimated 58 million renminbi, or $8.9 million, through 5 p.m. local time on Saturday after re-releasing on Friday in the market. This closes and surpasses what was a 7.82 million gap between the two films prior to China's reissue. Marvel's Endgame previously snapped up the top global crown from Avatar in July 2019, as stated before. The current and fluid Avatar global total is an estimated $2.798 billion versus Endgame's $2.797 billion. Up next, reports from GamesRadar confirmed that the Borderlands movie has cast Haley Bennett in an unnamed key role relating to Kate Blanchett's Lilith, reports IGN. You'll recognize Bennett from her role as Charlotte Russell, the mother of Tom Holland's character in the 2020 crime drama, The Devil All the Time. 
and as the leading role in the 2019 indie horror flick Swallow. Bennett's role in the Borderlands movie adaptation is still pretty fuzzy at the moment, but IGN sources say that it will be the key to the past of Kate Blanchett's character Lilith. Lilith is the central character and one of six sirens in the Borderlands universe, featured as one of four playable vault hunters in the original game before reappearing as a supporting character in subsequent entries. Gearbox co-op shooter is being brought to life by an exceptionally star-studded cast that includes the likes of Blanchett, as well as horror icon Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Tennis, actor Jack Black as Claptrap, and comedian and actor Kevin Hart as Roland. We also know that Ariana Greenblatt, a young actor with roles in Avengers Infinity War and other Disney projects, will be playing a rambunctious Tiny Tina. Everything we know about the creative team behind the scenes on the Borderlands movie is equally exciting. Famed horror director Eli Roth from Cabin Fever, Hostel and Death Wish is helming the project with the script from Craig Mazin, the creator of HBO's Chernobyl and The Last of Us series. No release date has been set for the Borderlands movie, but it will sound like it will start filming soon, if it hasn't already. Up next, IGN reports that with The Mandalorian Season 2 name-dropping everyone's favorite blueskin Imperial Warlord, it seems only a matter of time before Grand Admiral Thrawn makes his live-action Star Wars debut, and while we don't know which actor will take on that role, we can rule out one popular fan choice. Benedict Cumberbatch has torpedoed any possibility of playing Thrawn. In an interview with Collider promoting his new film The Courier, Cumberbatch admitted he has no idea who Thrawn is and hasn't taken part in any discussions about taking on the role in The Mandalorian Season 3 or Star Wars Ahsoka. More to the point, Cumberbatch has no interest in committing to a part that would require hours of painstaking makeup each day. That's a straight no from me right now, Cumberbatch told Collider. There's no way I want to be turned blue. I turned the air blue very recently. No, no, seriously. I have precious time with my children, and I think sitting in a makeup chair being painted blue and the amount of time it would take to do that and then take it off at the end of the day might just... It's not the right time in my life for that. Grand Admiral Thrawn originally debuted in the 1991 novel Star Wars Heir to the Empire, while the character initially appeared mainly in Bantam's Star Wars novels and Dark Horse Star Wars comics, he later made the jump to the Disney's official canon when he appeared in the latter two seasons of the animated series Star Wars Rebels. Thrawn was voiced in that series by Lars Mikkelsen, who, coincidentally, starred opposite Cumberbatch in the Series 3 finale of Sherlock. It's not unreasonably assumed Disney might again turn to Mickelson, who played Thrawn in the live action, especially with actress Katie Sackhoff's Bo-Katan Kreese already setting the precedent in that regard. IGN spoke to Thrawn's creator, Timothy Zahn, in 2020, who revealed he doesn't see the current incarnation as being fundamentally different character 
from the Expanded Universe version, Zahn is currently expanding on Thrawn's backstory through a new trilogy of novels called The Thrawn Ascendancy. The final reports of the day, reports are coming from, you guessed it, IGN, states that Mission Impossible 7 continues to get bigger. Director Christopher McQuarrie announced several new additions to the upcoming Tom Cruise films cast through his Instagram. Carrie Ells, Rob Delaney, Indira Varma, Charles Parnell, and Mark Gatiss have joined the film, which has been in production through 2020 and this year. Paramount also confirmed that Greg Tarzan Davis, who stars in the upcoming Cruise sequel Top Gun Maverick, also joined the cast. These six actors join an already impressive ensemble of series veterans and newcomers, alongside Cruz, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Angela Bassett, and Henry Zerny, will all be reprising roles from previous entries. Pom Clementif, Haley Atwell, and Shia Wiggum will make their franchise debuts, as will... Esai Morales in a villain role that was originally conceived for Nicholas Holt. While few details have been revealed about the nature of the newly announced actor's roles, Macquarie's Instagram post show Varma, Gaitis, Els, and Parnell in formal wear. Delaney's photograph, which features the actor in a military uniform, as well as the mysterious caption, Welcome to the Community. Els is most well known for his starring roles in The Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Delaney is primarily a comedic actor, having to start in the live-action emanate hybrid Tom and Jerry. Meanwhile, Indira Varma was a regular cast member on Game of Thrones and was recently cast in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Macquarie's announcement reflects a somewhat odd collection of actors that wouldn't typically appear in projects together. It will be intriguing to see how the director brings each personality into the action-heavy espionage of the Mission Impossible series. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 were originally planned to be shot back-to-back, though scheduling conflicts and the pandemic prevented such plans. As is, Cruz and Macquarie are both attached to return to Mission Impossible 8 when it does enter production. Mission Impossible 7 is set to due this November. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing pleasure. And don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time for all the pop culture news I post every day of the week. And if you want to catch up on this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Wooska. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the programs you love, keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye.